Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. I am ATG Al Technology Gore. I'm here with LTC uh, <laughs> Land Technology Psycho. It's making it work for me because I'm having issues. He's having troubles. Visuals. Hey, I call BS that you could see clearly. Aaron is our marketing gal that you could see clearly those thumbnails. You probably looked after she changed them. Admit it. No, I looked Admit before. It. I looked before. I'm You're like, oh, I can read those. There's I, no I, way I have to squint. My eyesight is in the reverse of yours. I bet you can see. I bet you can read signs like far away, right? I don't know. I don't, maybe. I feel like you can. My, mine is I can't see far away stuff. You can see close stuff. I can see really tiny close up stuff. Do you have you have glasses though? For the far away stuff. Okay, so when you put on your glasses, the clear stuff doesn't become unblurry. Yes. Okay. Kind of buy it. Al can't see Gore here. Yeah. And if you he wanna, needs, if you're sending him an email, 140 point font. Please do not. I will. <laughs> I will just with delude. the impact font, yeah. 140 You'll, points. You will not Gold. work with me. Besides Aaron, who's joking and messing with me. Somebody please send him an email. <laughs> AKG at f9productions.com. Copy me. LMC at f9productions.com. That's Thank not you. my email. That's a fake email. Yep. Speaking of seeing the future, <laughs> futures in rocket ships, especially Revit rocket ships. Oh, my ship. gosh. Did you know 10 years ago, Elon said he's, we're going to be on Mars? That but that's okay. <laughs> I know. But that's okay. Like, come on. He's I like Elon's gusto, as you guys know. If you guys know, we're fanboys. But, I mean, I looked at the Cybertrucks even this week, and it was like uh, mid to end of 2023. I'm going 2024 then. Okay. Why you got to do that to me? I, I don't know. I, and a dream. I, I even looked up the one I ordered, and it's the triple motor because I went all out. And then I looked at the prices, the original prices. Yeah. Not bad. Like, I can't believe how actually not bad for what you get. In my opinion, like a state-of-the-art, brand new, right. amazing, going to revolutionize that class of vehicle. Uh, you I, only got the, what, the dual? Dual. I poor, think the, poor, I think poor. The, <laughs> I'm a poor. I think the price is going to go up 10K each. I know, I know. Yeah. It has to actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of inflation. Um, but <laughs> I want my Cybertruck in 2023. That's what. That's too. that's where my brain power is going to. You ordered yours like a week before mine. Maybe probably. only a couple of days, something like that. That we were. I really... think it was. A, I think you're right. I think it was a, probably a week. So that yeah, that yeah, week yeah. is going to translate to like a quarter. In terms of the well, difference between the one you get mine where I get, yeah. Unless they do high end first. Ah, oh, yeah. Then, then yeah. Yeah. Um, then can I change mine to yeah. the high end? Yeah. But, <laughs> RevitRocketChip.com. If you're trying to make enough money to buy a Cybertruck, you should get really efficient at what you do yeah. most of your time. And that is in Revit. And literally the course is so cheap that, Charging 10 times what it is, is worth it. 
because you'll learn the template, you'll learn the systems, you'll get the families, you'll get a new way of thinking. Go check out RevitRocketship.com. Uh, money back guaranteed within the month. If you do not like it, just email me. Uh, you already have my email. It's also on <laughs> the re- 150 points. <laughs> oh my God. That's what I want you to do. I want you to go buy Revit Rocket Ship right now if you've been thinking about it. And then, and then because you, you bought it, you can email, email out 150 point font. Fantastic. Yep. Copy me. I love it. <laughs> okay. Amazing. Give a shout out on the podcast. See, if that isn't just good enough, if that reason alone isn't a good reason for you to buy Revit Rocket Ship, I don't know what you're doing. Yep. Then you ain't sellable. Exactly. Yep. Uh, the other thing I want you to check out is arccat.com. As more businesses and tenants demand green design in their buildings, lead certification is more important than ever. And while arccat is known for being red, they can help you go green. Arccat provides thousands of lead reports from building product manufacturers on how their products can help you make the green choice. That's right for your project. Head over to arccat.com and find the information you need for a lead. That's A-R-C-A-T dot com. Last but certainly not least, one of the most important, tied for number one, Sponsor of this podcast, pedaluxury.com forward slash the firm, pedaluxury.com forward slash the firm, a world-class collection of brands brought together to provide window and door solutions to the building industry and beyond. Duratherm and Riley are the true pioneers of industry. They are doing what no one else has done, building and designing beyond the status quo. These brands do not push beyond the limits. They set them. Explore pedaluxury.com forward slash the firm today. Back to you, Mr. Tech genius al let's talk about the economy let's go it's good news and bad news let's start with the bad news first uh cnn this week might be cnn business yep the title of the article is the fed may have to blow up the economy to get inflation under what does that even mean what does that even mean here we go the federal reserve is most likely going to raise interest rates which they did to three quarters points on wednesday which they did and that possibly another uh, increase of that magnitude could come in December. But the big question for many investors and consumers is, will the Fed send money into the economy uh, into a recession with these massive rate increases? Anyways, um, what I'm getting at in this article and why I wanted to bring this up is just to get your reaction on the title and then also, actually, go there. I'll do a two-part question. Well, as as uh, you talked about on the last episode, and you got me on the Al Gore train of thinking of, they <clears throat> have to. It's they could actually possibly thread the needle absolutely one hundred percent perfectly, wherein they don't raise rates to the point of blowing up the economy, while at the same time. Basically, it's sort of just kind of evening out with inflation. The problem is, though, is that they keep it keeps going up. I don't even know what this chart is, but it looks horrible. Oh my gosh! Don't even look at it. Anything, any chart that I see with a hockey stick curve freaks me out, right? Because what goes up must come down. So, uh, but it seems like this inflation with the rate it's going, and and because earlier this week, I think it was this week, Germany came out with their inflation numbers. It was ten point four percent. That's insane. And then the Fed, so then the Fed turned around and then they even said uh, this week, uh, two days ago, they raised rates uh, by another three quarters of a point. So they might have to blow up the economy, but this all, this just goes right back to like, if you don't understand 
And this is what I was trying to get across to people on the Entree Architect community. And they took they got they got they got offended by what I was saying because I said the question was is uh, are we going to have to be start preparing for layoffs? You know, is there going to be a downturn? And they were like, nope, I've never been busier. Dude, everybody said that leading up to 2008. We're never been busier. Oh my God, this prices just keep going up. Like, why wouldn't they keep going up? The demand is there. And I've even I've said that about this time with, with housing. And it's, it actually is true this time. Like, the demand is there because people, <clears throat> we have a housing supply shortage, but the reason why it's more true this time is because we have even more bureaucracy and red tape. Plus, plus, don't forget, during the last recession, all these builders and a lot of architects too said, I'm not, I'm never coming back. Like, oh, yeah. this is it. And I am quitting. Alex and I have talked about this yeah. many, many times on this show. There is, we lost a lot of old school people that were just knowledge. seasoned. Yep. We lost a lot of knowledge. We lost like a generations mm-hmm. of that. And sure, there's more builders. Me and Al are builders. Go to architectsguide2.com to figure out how to become a builder yourself as an architect. But the Fed might have to blow it up because they can't get inflation under control. And, and, and so meaning they might have to just keep raising rates until the point where the money freezes up, which then blows up the economy in a freezing way. Because if you don't, if you can't buy, if you can't borrow, how are your projects getting funded? And so all it's going to take is for that money to seize up and it's going it, it'll happen just about overnight again just like it did in 2008, 2009 where it just instantly happened. It was in 2009 actually, sorry, at the end there in that quarter. It just froze. The mar- literally they could not fund the rending, lending rates. You right. Go watch the short squeeze. But the big, it, go it, watch it, the big squeeze. September, it was September 2008. Yeah. Go watch the big squeeze. Yeah. And and you then you'll know wh- how it froze up. And that, that's why, like, okay, sorry, to back to the Entree Architect people that were like, all I said was, that you, guys, you guys have a delusional, this is a delusional take to think that you're not going to be influenced and affected by this macro system, which is modern monetary theory, MMT, which is a fancy way of saying we just print money out of thin air, which is done by the Federal Reserve, which is a game system, and this is exactly why the Fed might have to blow up the economy. Like, they have no choice. But, okay, and this is what I was getting at. <laughs> Sorry. This, <laughs> the, 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 the Fed has two uh, policy levers, massive ones that they use. One is the interest rates, and two is printing money or taking away money. And it says the title of the article is the Fed may have to blow up right, the, the, um, the economy to get inflation under control. They only have to do that because of what they did. Here is that graph that Lance oh was my talking about before, and it was how much they – essentially printed which is their fed balance sheet if you are watching on the on the youtube you'll see here but if you're listening terrestrially i will describe what we're looking at yep so i'm gonna go in uh it's a chart trillions of dollars yeah okay so right before 2008 they were at 870 billion dollars then after in in 2000 uh basically the end of 2008 Mm -hmm. 2.25 trillion so they almost tripled it, $2.25 trillion in 2008. If you go all the way, they kept going up to $2.8 trillion in 14, and then all of a sudden, at 13, 2013, 2014, they're up to $4 trillion of printed money. They finally started to pivot and come down, 
in 2018, yeah. which is what they should have done. They were tapering. 2019, yeah. they're tapering down to 3.8. And then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and they printed, they went from 3.8 to a high of 8.9. Double, double, which is exactly what I what Almost I Almost 9 trillion. Which that's where, that, if you remember, like that, we've talked about this article two times now, uh, which is it, the Federal Reserve has printed uh, in less than in less than two years, they printed, they printed all the money that's ever been in existence. That that's what it's right there, nine yes. trillion divided by two, and you get to four and a half trillion. That's it. Yeah. That's where the inflation comes from. Yep. That so so this is the. It, it's weird. Inflation is going to do the its work too. Here's another thing, but holy cow, the like. I, I we'll get to the rest of the articles, but like if they do blow it up, it's because they did, they messed it up to begin with. Yeah. They mess it up to begin with. That's why it's so important for you to really consider sh- trying to extend the cash flow and, and considering building yep. and having those projects that are funded ready to go. Like it's hard to predict exactly when this is going to happen. And when there's going to be a reckoning, but it certainly seems like if I put my tinfoil hat on, they're holding everything together ahead of the midterms, which is four days before our midterms election here. And maybe they'll let go of that, this bandaid effect of holding it together and they'll be okay with the bad news. They better do it sooner rather than later so that they're ahead of everything in 2024, you know? Oh yeah. Be, you well, know what I mean? Well, so, well that, so that, so that like the economy isn't, a big forefront thing for the administration. Yes. Yep. That's all conspiracy talk, but it's not quite plausible. Yep. Uh, second article. Because not everybody works. Yep. Um, so going to 6.4 from a 3.5 yeah. isn't the worst. And this is where basically what I'm hoping for is the miracle that they thread the needle. They thread the needle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Paul said yesterday, this is what's so funny. They add, his, The reporters asked him a bunch of questions. And what he said is he's not concerned about over-tightening. And do you want to know why? I do. Because just like they showed in the pandemic, we can easily infuse capital into the market. Which You see what I'm saying? Which which, which means then you're just going to cause the inflation again. Right. (laughs) You're just going to cause the inflation again. Um, If they were smart, here's the thing. 
if they were smart, if they really had a holistic approach to this, and they were okay with sort of taking the mask off, meaning just openly, yeah, this is a game system. Like we, we control the whole thing. We could, you know, they just they would they would work with whatever administration is in charge, and they would say, "Hey, if you want a good economy, like we can keep we can start printing money again. You know, that's no problem. We can start printing money again. It's easy. We just control P on our keyboard. Done. Okay. Just zero. It's just numbers. But the only way we're gonna tamp down the inflation this time around is like you got to deregulate almost everything." You oh. have to make it so business can be done at the easiest level it's almost ever been done. So we have a surplus of everything. Everything. Literally open up the oil fields, open up the mining, open up the factories, like open Cut up corporate tax rates to nothing. So people come back here and start manufacturing, all all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But that ain't because happen. because what you're doing there is the money has increased, but your solution to this or proposal is Oh, then we have to increase uh, the supply. We have to increase the supply. Yeah. Right? Just basic economics. Um, Another good news. U.S. job reports grew by 261. I saw that. In October, unemployment's raised right to 3.7. Again, in the threes, there's a nice graph. Lance will put this on on the YouTubes. Um, Payroll, uh, basically still adding jobs, not losing jobs. Uh, unemployment rate is is you know 3.5 3.7 yep. yep. no big deal still this tight. is this is the one that still is kind of concerning mm-hmm. look at this labor force participation uh still below pre people are still not working huh yep so um Neato. yep that is that is difficult last thing for me i've been talking about this guy but finally i can uh Tell you, I watch this guy. He's pretty cool. <laughs> he has a cl- he, he, the name of his YouTube channel is Clear Value Tax. He should really change it because he talks <laughs> about the economy all the time. He has 1.5 million. Well, I know, I know. I just I was like, wow. I mean, he clearly he's popular. Yep, and 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 also like it's just him and his background, it's just a, a, a beige background. Him in his suit and tie and all yeah. that. Um, and he's pretty awesome. He's pretty straightforward. Pretty much cuts cuts through all, all all the BS. So, um, if you want to follow him on YouTube, go ahead. That's all I have. Okay. Well, uh, happy Twitter layoff day. <laughs> and so, uh, on that note, Elon is supposed to lay off fifty uh, percent of the Twitter staff today. For me, I I don't I have no remorse for those people. Um, but on that note, then I was looking up like. I looked up uh, firing people, and I just wanted to find if there was like a either a funny clip or like some advice here. And Warren Buffett came up, and uh, this was a clip from uh, like years and years ago. But it's his. I think he gives the best take about when you take over a corporation like somebody like Elon is doing, and what it means to why you like what the importance of trying to keep certain managers on and not and how he feels it out and everything like that oh interesting yeah exactly so here we go al you obviously have filters that you apply on selecting people as you do on stocks can you tell us a little bit about what those filters are that is a key key question because when we buy businesses we don't have managers to put in them i mean we're we not buying them that way we don't have a lot of mbas around the office uh, that we're thank god yeah that I, you know, I have not promised that they're going to have all kinds of opportunities. And so, as a practical matter, 
we need management with the businesses that we buy. And three times out of four, thereabouts, the manager is the owner and is receiving tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of dollars. So they're not, they don't have to work. And we have to decide in that time when we meet them, whether they love the business or love money. And we're not making a moral judgment, Charlie may, but I, I'm not making a moral judgment about whether it's better to love the business or love money, but it's very important for me to know which, which of the two is the primary motivator with them. And we have had extremely good luck in identifying people who love their business. So all, all we have to do is avoid anything that on our part that diminishes that love of the business or makes other conditions so intolerable that they overcome that love of the business. And we have all we have a number of people working for us that have no financial need to work at all. And they probably outwork, you know, ninety five percent or more of the people in the world. And they do it because they, they just they love smacking the ball. And uh, we almost we virtually had no mistakes in that respect. And we have identified a number of people, Charlie and I have, in terms of proposals to us, where we felt that they did really, they liked the money better than the business. They were kind of tired of the business, you know, and, and they might promise us that they would continue on and they would do it in good faith, but something would happen six months later, or a year later, and they'd, they'd say to themselves, why am I doing this, you know, for Berkshire Hathaway when I, got, when I could be doing whatever else they want to do? I can't tell you exactly how we, what filter it is that we, that we put them through uh, mentally, but I, I can tell you that if you've been around a while, you can, I think you can have a pretty high batting average in, 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 in coming to those conclusions, as you can about other aspects of human behavior. I'm not saying you can take a hundred people and take a look at them and analyze their personalities or anything of the sort, but I think when you see the extreme cases the ones that are going to cause you nothing but trouble or the ones that are going to bring you nothing but, but uh, joy, I think you can identify those pretty well. Interesting. Very insightful. Yeah. So well, for me, what it did is it explained, <clears throat> like he talked about, uh, uh, sometimes we fire him right away. I mean, he didn't say it. That He, he said it without saying it. Like That's the thing. Is like, uh, we, you can tell that... Well, first of all, three out of the four of the companies he said, and I was just some off the cuff, but like three out of the four of them, the manager is also the owner. Well, okay, now let's go down to the three that is the manager is the owner, right? Then he went on to basically say like, well, even after six months, like they, they, they keep up for six months, but they got a huge payout. It just, after a while, it just makes sense for them to go like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? I got my payout. Like, why am I still here? Right? Yeah, he's a say, he's... He said those are the people he doesn't do business with. Yeah. 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 So doesn't it make sense that Elon came in there, cleaned house day two? Because? Because Elon, much like Warren Buffett, I mean, Elon's the richest man in the world. Elon, though, much like Warren Buffett, has done enough of these bit acquisitions and run enough companies to know that, like, I'm not even going to entertain the idea of keeping these people around. Because they, well, I, I, I their think their heart won't. Their heart might be in it for six months for on day one of months, on day one of the six month period. But every day it incrementally gets worse, 
and they grow out of it. And it's like, yeah, why would that person be on my team? No, but but are you thinking all these employees are getting a big payout? No, 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 no. I'm t- only talking about the CEO. Oh, the CEO. Oh, oh, all the, the heads. It was CEO, CFO, something else was right. The sh- first day sure. was let go. I'm not talking about the employees. Yes, but there's a difference. Here's the difference. I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, Warren Buffett strategy is he buys companies that are already working well. And he identifies those and he doesn't buy the companies where the CEO is going to do this. Yes. And then it continues just to, to, to grow. He has his office in Omaha. He buys McDonald's. He plays uh, backgammon with Bill Gates, right? That's what, that's what Warren Buffett does. Elon Musk didn't buy this thinking, hey, this is great. I'm going to just let it keep running right. and I'm going to make a bunch of money right. like, like Warren Buffett did. It was, I'm just coming at it from a different right. angle. And, and I just have to explain this. It, um, it's, uh, hey, this is essential to democracy. It is, it is the public square. It is one-sided. This is a huge problem. That's why I'm buying it. Oh, it's a huge problem. The people that are leading it cannot change the huge problem. They, they made the huge problem. So it'd be like firing the Fed because they put you in this condition and having someone else do it. Um, and then also the the layoffs, uh, because I mean it hasn't been making money. Now it needs to make it's money. It's even worse. His tweet this morning said it was even worse because then a bunch of advertisers are pulled out. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. So got to do it. There you go. Yandan, ready for the next one? Yep. Harry Jeopardy. Let's bring down the crew. Question number one. What size do fire riser room doors have to be? Is it A, 3070, B, 3068, C, large enough to allow the removal of the largest piece of equipment, or D, uh, 21068? D, D, C, <coughs> C. It is C, large enough to allow the removal like of the largest piece. I like of that. Yeah. I love they're like, we're not going to give you a size. Just make sure you can get out what you, yeah. you can put in there. Of course. Yep. But even so, like, is that a code now or is that just the... No, that's code. Oh. That's literally in the code. So you have to know. Okay, could you... Ma- Here's where I'm going with this. Yeah, which yeah. Ross is... I mean, we, you and I have many conversations about the fire riser room. Yeah. What I'm getting at is like, what could you make the argument... Where you say, uh, you know, let's say inspector comes and he's like, he's like, sees the equipment. And he's like, there's no way you can get this back out. And we're like, yeah, we can. You don't know how we got it in? And I go, yeah, we took off the leaf. We uninstalled the jam. And then we, we got it in and out. Like, what, what's the problem? Yeah. I mean, some people. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we had to. Uh, I helped a neighbor move his fridge and we had to take the door off. That's what I'm saying. Things okay. Happen. Anyway. Yep. Um, but. If it was even bigger than that, then... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, <clears throat> question number two. Sprinklers are not required in bathrooms for group R occupancies if they do not exceed how many square feet? Is it A, 55, B, 50, C, 70, D, 25? Don't try to look at me like I'm going to give away the answers. <laughs> is that like, this you, is some you poker game? Could you yeah. feel her? Could you yeah, feel she's her? like, oh, he's in a... Uh, yeah, yeah, this poker. Uh, I ain't giving nothing away. I ain't even rereading shit, trying to game the system. Game it up. 
<laughs> Everyone's waiting to copy you. A. A. 55. Reeb's got it? Game the system. Wow, nice. Number three. <laughs> Collusion. Number three. If a register doesn't have operable fins, but just a grate or wire weave, it is simply known as what? A. Plain register. B. Grill. C. Register without. D, non-compliant register. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm good at that. Uh, correct answer is B. Looks like everybody's got it. Number four, an electronically controlled valve that can go from open to close rapidly is called what? A, rapid. A, rapid valve. B, quick valve. C, solenoid valve. D, valvinator. Ooh. Punch. A is rapid valve. B quick valve. C is solenoid valve. D is valvinator. Gresh picked A. Ross picked C, and you picked A. Ross got it. C solenoid. All right. So what is? Yes. What are? What do we got? Two. Tiebreaker, Al. Do we have a tiebreaker? Yeah. Okay. I'm a <laughs> Ross is out. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Yeah, but it's he already knows the answer. So now it's between you two. Yeah, but you only get three guesses. And if you don't, then Ross automatically yeah, wins. Yeah, that's that's good. Perfect. According to the IRC, the sill height of an emergency escape window shall not be more than how many inches off the ground? Where are we eating it? Pizza. For real? Yeah. If we are doing pizza, I, I re-vote for the one down on first. Oh, the one on uh, South Station? Very good. South Station. Yeah. Boom. That's it. Awesome. Uh, well, if you are uh, watching on the YouTube, please like, subscribe. If you're listening on iTunes, please zip us a five-star review. We'll see you next week.